0: Okay, well, uh, over this next few weeks, we're we're starting a new series called Eternity, and it's our heart to actually uh, talk about some of the things that perhaps doesn't get talked about much. Mm. Uh, Maybe there's an interest. I think we run the risk, actually, when we talk about eternity, of getting stuck on things like Revelation and... Uh, what heaven is like but if we miss the bigger story uh, I think that would be something that that would be a shame. I would love for us to actually dig down and work out well why is eternity matter today yes. for us uh, yeah. when the scripture says that um, we should be moving forward in faith um, according not to what we can see but what, according to what we can't see Yes, he's talking about eternity mm. in fact if you were to read right through the scriptures in the New Testament There's only one book I can think of that doesn't mention eternity. When they shared the gospel message in Acts, half of those gospel messages were drawn from passages that talked about Jesus' second coming, eternity, heaven. They're all in that mix. Now, you might know the name of a guy uh, called Arthur Stace. Have you heard of Arthur Stace? I've heard of Arthur Stace. Yep. And this was a guy who lived in the early 1900s, he was an alcoholic. Um, he was uh, far from God, even an atheist, but then uh, a local pastor. He happened to hear preach and also an evangelist. And one of the passages that grabbed his heart was found in Isaiah chapter 57, verse 15. He would have heard it in this version, you came, New King James Version. Mm-hmm. And it said, "'For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, uh, whose name is holy, I dwell in the high and holy place.' With him who has a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble, and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Here he's labelled as the high and lofty one. Notice who inhabits eternity. If we want to know uh, more about eternity, then we need to know about the God who inhabits eternity. Yeah. And uh, so it so captured his heart that uh, not only did he become a Christian, but. Eternity, the word eternity kept on resonating in his uh, vocabulary, in his head, I think because it grabbed his heart. Yeah. In fact, I think there's so many people today that uh, if you were to mention the word eternity, that it would cause them to think beyond just their life right now. Mm. Um, this guy, Arthur Stace, he ended up scribing, even though he was illiterate, he ended up scribing the word in perfect copper plate. Um, English? Font. Oh, font. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, eternity written on pavements, written on doorways. And uh, every single day he'd pray and then he would just follow the leading of the Holy Spirit as to where to ride it, hoping that that word would capture another person's heart. Yeah. So that's our, our heart this uh, series, is that it would capture your heart.
1: And can I just say that Arthur Stacey, in doing that. He actually captured the heart of a nation. Right. Um, because you can see now that the word eternity has been used in uh, a number of our really big celebrational um, events in Australia, like New Year's Day. We've seen it, you know, uh, across the Sydney Harbour Bridge. We've seen it at the Olympics. So he really has um, captured the hearts of people with that word.
0: Yeah, it's mm. become synonymous with some of Australia's story.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: So, um, yeah, okay, so we're going to, today, we're going to pause a bit. Mm. It's a little bit of fun. We're outdoors. I've got Lizzie with me, which is a lot of fun just to be able to hang out together. We've just had our coffee, (laughs) which is great. And uh, what we thought we might do is a bit more like a lounge room atmosphere, even though we're not in our lounge room, um, but to talk about heaven. Mm. Now, the reason why I wanted Liz in on this conversation was because uh, over the years, and especially um, after the death of some of our family members. Uh, Liz has had this growing interest around heaven but also has had some dreams uh, of heaven that at first when you had those dreams uh, it was of interest but then when you read about it in people's near-death experiences in almost similar detail.
1: Everything matched up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I'd
0: love to ask you a few questions and um, one of the first things I wanted to ask you was what first got your interest?
1: Yeah. Well, I think Uh, You probably touched a little bit on that. Um, I think it's something that, even as a kid, you're always interested in. You're interested in these magical you know angels that you hear about and you're interested in these castles in the clouds and you have you have kind of almost a fairy tale image of what heaven is Um, and I think what happens in life as as you get older and you start to experience or for me it happened later in life to experience my first loved ones dying Mm. um, that starts to push you into wanting to know what is past this physical death what's on the other side what are they experiencing at the moment what am i going to experience when i face death and so i think yeah with the particularly the loss um of your father um and the loss of some other good friends of ours um in the years preceding that it just has given me an interest in wanting to read about what what is heaven really like and and what are people experiencing about it i want to know more
0: so you've had some dreams uh Of heaven or Mm -hmm. heaven-like experiences in your dreams. Yeah, uh, what stands out to you that you'd want to share with uh, those who are watching?
1: Yeah, Um, yeah. So the the first um, one that I remember that was very, very vivid happened uh, probably within a month of um, Steve's dad passing away, and. Um, it's very hard in that subconscious mind to kind of know what's going on at the time but it was only when I woke up and started writing everything down and realising, oh my gosh, I've either just had a visitation or God's given me some sort of vision into what it's going to be like. And, you kind of um,
0: know, don't you? When you have a dream from God, you wake up not just with the detail but all the emotion
1: It's yeah, and it. with. and it. it's like my imagination yeah. couldn't make up what I saw yeah uh,
0: so explain imagination
1: pretty powerful but yeah um, yeah so some of the things that I saw um, were uh, a besides seeing Steve's father in the dream and being it's weird to describe your own father-in-law as being just absolutely beautiful um, but the life in his eyes the the youth in his he was just in his absolute prime and I No, without a doubt, not having known your father, probably in his 20s, um, if I passed him on the street, I wouldn't recognize Mm. him. Um, But only knowing your father, you know, really in his 50s and 60s, um, and then seeing him without his facial hair and um you know other distinguishing features and and just I knew without a doubt who he was and yet he looked entirely different it, it was just bizarre um, but the thing um, that helped me to understand that this really was uh, a heavenly experience is um, the book of life that he showed us
0: yeah we can't mention the name of no we won't mention names, that you that you he showed you in the book of life but what happened that morning that uh, caused you to kind of
1: realize yeah Yeah. so um, part of the thing that was really exciting was um, Steve's dad who was a pastor as well wanted to show me the book of life all the names that were in it and he pointed to two specific uh, specific names and um, the morning when I woke up and I couldn't find Steve in bed and I was so excited to tell him that I'd just seen his dad in this dream and Steve walks in and I tell him and I'm bawling my eyes out and then Steve says um, crying as well, uh, God woke me up in the night and had me prayer walking for those two people. And I'd just seen their names in the book yeah. of life. So things like that. It's not a coincidence. No, it's crazy. Right. Um, but some of the other things that I've um, experienced in the, the visions that I've had of heaven um, are like colour itself is there's actually no words to describe how vibrant and brilliant it is, but it's, it's like it's got a life of its own it's like there's more dimensions than the three dimension that we see there's not a single shadow there's not a single blemish or uh any form of of death on a on a leaf or a tree and um the thing that um that i also realized is the is the movement the physical movement at ease it's almost like within a thought you can be in another place yeah um there's no effort to get from here to there um I found myself seeing things that were so brilliant and so beyond my imagination, things that I'd never seen before, but not questioning it. It just seemed perfectly natural. And the diversity of things that I saw and yet it was so beautifully harmonious together just does my head in. Yeah, yeah, but it was definitely a place of – I think there's so absolute peace um, that you just – it just is what you saw it just is because it is and you just don't question it it's yeah, yeah.
0: so it's, it's an interesting uh, thing to ask about what dreams you've had mm. but that's our experience yes and I've had a dream as well about my <laughs> dad and mm. could go further into you know even being able to read on his face even though we didn't talk a very clear conversation around you know, my time in ministry is done but yours is continuing mm. and so some pretty powerful things that you wake up with mm. but I think today uh, uh, you know, we, we could go into biblical stuff and we will over the next number of weeks yeah. what I'd like to hear today is more so around yeah, the dreams that you've had but then also how that matched up with some of the near death experiences and before we get there I wanted to ask a really important question actually mm. uh, because this is probably where a lot of people stop and and don't go any further. They don't research it further than this. Mm. But for somebody who has lost a loved one, mm. uh, uh, I guess, what would you say to someone who's lost a loved one and they're uncertain of what to believe about eternity? Mm. It's a tough question.
1: It is a tough question, and, and I think... Um, I think it's really important to encourage anyone that wants to have that conversation. You don't want to shut the conversation down. It's a really important one to have Um, and I think it's just learning how to be very gracious and humble um, in how you talk about um, eternity. I think the first thing is just recognizing that eternity is just in our, it's just in our being. Uh, I don't know a single person that doesn't want to live forever.
0: Right, um, so I, there's both, like, you see it in pop culture, so like movies that that um, kind of extend mm. the relationship, you know, the marriage or the, the couple who are deeply in love mm. into a, this big eternal story, mm. or you hear it in songs, like, uh, I'm going to love you forever, or... That yeah. kind of thing, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's just it's part of our on language. It's really people's hearts, isn't it? It is. And, and everybody wants to know, they want to believe that their loved ones and themselves is going to a better place yeah. after our earthly experience. And so I think it's not for us to tell people whether or not their loved ones are going to heaven or, or hell. Um, I think the most important thing is to be open in your conversation, to have done the research yourself, and to be able to encourage and walk alongside of them as you investigate it together. And you know what, for some people it's going to be hard news to find out that their loved one may not have made it to heaven Mm. and just journeying with them, but at least allow them to discover it and journey with them alongside of that.
0: Yeah, I think where my mind goes to that is... Mm. um, Look, you you may not be able to answer that question as to where your loved one went, mm. but you can answer that for yourself.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah and
0: I would encourage you to wrestle out what does God have for you to know about eternity mm. now? And then that's really why we're yes. part of why we're talking about this yes. over the next number of weeks.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I think it's an important thing because I think even, um, Steve, just from that dream that I had of your dad, um, it wasn 't just this beautiful experience that I can just like it just that comforts me to know where he is it 's mm. bigger than that because the minute your dad started asking you about how you 're going in your ministry, mm. it was all about are you bringing people to faith yeah. and when he opened up the book and went through the book of life and started pointing out names and realizing. Oh, our efforts aren't in vain. These right. people are going to make it into heaven, yeah. and there's other names that we need to get into that book. Yeah, and and so it brings you back into this, this earthly life. Going, I must be committed to helping people to understand eternity and understanding um, even that they can actually experience portions of eternity now.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Okay, so that leads me Mm. to the next question, which Mm. is around uh, near-death experiences. Mm. So I'm sure those who are watching have probably seen some kind of or read of some kind of near-death experience where they've had an out-of-body experience or they were dead Mm. for eight minutes or Mm. something like that, and they were reported uh, almost like-for-like kind of, um, you know, I guess, stories. Yeah that couldn't have been made up or coordinated. Now, you've read some stories. There's one in particular that you've told me about uh, who was a a surgeon.
1: Yes. Okay, so there's so much. There is a lot of evidence today that's been gathered on near-death experiences. There's doctors setting cameras up in rooms and (laughs) all sorts of things to try and um, understand more about what happens after the physical death. And um, so one of the books that I read, um, Proof of Heaven by Evan Alexander, yeah, is about a doctor who... um, Uh, just didn't believe in life after death until he experienced it himself um, and has now written a book and spent a lot of the rest of his life doing research um, in a lot of different foreign countries to try and understand is this same experience the experiences that other people have um, in different cultures and the overwhelming answer is yes people are experiencing the same things okay so same experience yep
0: Different cultures, but different culture. Yes. So um, not only does uh, do we see the same kind of stories come out of different cultures, mm. uh, but there are other things that, when you were reading other people's stories of their near death experiences, that really did um, match up. Match up with some of the dreams that you Absolutely. had, or even other books that you read. Absolutely. Uh, what kinds of things did you find?
1: Yeah. So one of the um, the common themes um, that as I'm reading in other people's experiences that have matched up with my own dreams um, have been the description of, uh, first of all, the colour, um, the grass is always seems to be described the same way, no shadows, no blemishes, no no dead leaves, all of that. Um, the travel, the way that we travel just within thought and you're on another layer um, has been something that I'm continuing to read is similar, um, and the way that we communicate. So yes, there can be verbal communication. Um, there's singing there's um, as well in heaven, but there's a communication that's from spirit to spirit that doesn't take any any verbal. Communication, and um, I experienced that in my dream, and I know you've experienced mm. that in a dream. Um, but it's also backed up uh, the book that I read here, "Imagine Heaven" by John Burke, um, which is actually one of my favourite um, books on heaven. Um, he describes standing um, at the, behind the veil and and the process of moving through the veil into heaven, and so from your old body into this this new body. And so he describes as you walk through coming into your prime which is how I saw your dad in my yeah. dream and um, he remembers looking down the veil and seeing all these other people that had arrived at heaven and watching their process moving through the veil and he speaks of um, an elderly woman and just the, the picture of, of you know um, this hunched over body walking through and then just straightening up and becoming probably what I imagine she may have looked like in her 20s um, and then without having any conversation he just knew who the family members were Um, he knew her story Um, and so when they placed a baby into the arms of this lady um, he just knew straight away that she had lost that child in a concentration camp in World War II and that God was giving her an opportunity a restoring to her um, the ability to be able to raise that child because she'd lost it yeah. here on earth, and so he was restoring that to her. That's amazing. It's, yeah, it's just it, beautiful.
0: Uh, it reminds me in a very different way of something I felt shocked at when I saw Sean Boltz do some ministry. Mm. One of the guys that he um, called out, you know, prophetic word, this guy's name, his wife's name, then he went on to tell them their family pet mm. dog, his name. Mm which was accurate as well, and then how it died. Mm. And then he said something that really shocked me. He said, uh, when you get to heaven, uh, God's going to restore that dog back into your life. You're yeah. such a family um, connection, mm. you know, pet. Mm. And I'm like, hang on a minute. Did he hear from God at all? But when I heard about the restoration of this lady with a baby, I thought, well, maybe... Maybe there is that restoration in heaven. Yeah, look,
1: I think I think yeah. God just has such a deep understanding of what's important to us, and and, um, and He has such a, a love for us that um, you know, for some people and their love for pets, He He just wants to restore to them the yeah. things that were important um, or, or valuable, and and I think even with our own experience there, Steve, with. Um, Having lost our first child, um, and going through, I remember just pouring through the scriptures and trying to find any anything that indicated yeah. that that child actually had a spirit, yeah, and will be in heaven. And um, so it is, it is something that we we all we all experience um, death within our lives. We're all faced with death, and we want to know the answers mm. of this. And I think it's really healthy to have these conversations. It's a healthy thing too. yeah.
0: Now, we, we actually know an, of a number of people who, on their deathbed, uh, experience something that we can't explain otherwise yeah. than them actually having an experience of heaven.
1: Yes. Yeah. A
0: friend of mine, uh, or both of ours, mm. uh, from New Vine, his grandfather, mm. when he was going in and out of consciousness towards the end of his life, mm. he woke up on the... Uh, It was the day before he died. Yeah, yeah. in the bed in his ward. Yeah, the day before he died. And he looked at, he saw his family members there and he said, with tears, he said, what are you doing here?
1: Yeah, (laughs) he was really confused as to why they were there.
0: And Mm. um, and then they realised in the moment, he's not, he's had a visitation, like he's, He's actually gone to heaven for a moment. He's a-
1: yeah, well, they told him They told him where he was. They In that moment of confusion, they told him where, where he was. And, and then he just burst into tears and he says, I want to go back with Jesus. I want to go back with Jesus. Please let me go yeah. back with Jesus. And then
0: they're asking, what was it like? And he couldn't even get the words out. No. And he's crying. It yeah. was beautiful. Yeah. I want to go back.
1: And then we had, um, I remember uh, an, an elderly couple back at a previous church when we were first married. And... Um, I remember him sharing with us the final moments of his wife and um, she had been uh, bedridden for a number of weeks prior to the end and um, just before she passed away, she sat bolt upright with strength that she hadn't shown for weeks and just seemed to be fixated on a spot and just kept saying, they're beautiful, they're wow. beautiful, they're coming for me.
0: Wow. And, and then, then laid back down and passed away. Yeah, wow. yeah. Okay, I think that's, that's a good place to finish because <laughs> yeah. uh, what we wanted to do today was really just have a family room kind of conversation mm. that started to spark some conversation in your life group, yeah. in your home, mm. uh, in your own personal walk with God, whatever mm. that looks like for you. And um, so uh, I just want to firstly just encourage you to start asking some really bold questions and maybe even ones that you're not going to, to ask because you don't particularly want to know the answer. Yeah. Um, but if you have some questions that you feel like I would like to explore and you're not sure who to talk to, um, we're just going to put up uh, my mobile number. You can text me and send those questions through. I can't guarantee that I'll be able to answer them completely, but we're going to give it a try. Yeah. And I'm just going to be as transparent as I can around what I can find certainty in the scriptures mm. around. and. That kind of thing, and we're going to explore over the next. Yeah, and weeks. and
1: I'm more than happy to um, put up a list of all the books that I've read as well, just in case you're interested in, um, in picking up one of those and having a read yourself. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I've got questions that I'm going to attempt to answer over the next few weeks, and uh, and then also the big picture for me is what does that mean for today? Yes. And uh, just as a oh, bit of how a, does it
1: change the way we live? Yeah. Yeah.
0: um so one of the things that's got my attention at the moment is Jesus said uh, to somebody who was asking how do I have eternal life mm. he says to believe in me you have eternal life yeah. now we typically think of eternal life as after we die but Jesus didn't think that way mm. he said the moment you believe uh, you take a hold you of have
1: access yeah. yeah
0: access and he says I am eternal life so yeah. Jesus himself so we're going to explore that over the yeah. next few weeks. So, with that in mind, let me just pray and uh, thank you for joining in on our conversation. And thank you, Lizzie, for joining me. Thank you. So, Father God, uh, we just lift up every single person who's watching online or even was invited later on to watch online. Thank you for their interest and their desire to know the bigger picture. Uh, I ask, Lord God, and maybe uh, in a personal way, they might even be asking right now, God, would you reveal yourself? when it comes to the things of eternity, when it comes to the spiritual realm, the spiritual world, and the bigger questions that go beyond just our physical uh, view and experience. I pray, Lord God, that you'd raise up people who truly come alive because they've experienced you. And Lord God, that their life would find purpose and meaning through your son, Jesus. Uh, So we just commit every single person that's um, a part of this conversation that they would find the truth and also the peace that's found in trusting you. In Jesus' name. Amen.